0: My Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act, and when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad, hollering to the Buffs with my Colorado swag, my
1: Colorado Welcome swag. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we're going to have a real quick podcast, basically talking about the Colorado-Arizona State game that's on the way tonight. Uh, And then just a little bit on the other Pac-12 games that are going on. And basically, I just want to explain what's on the line for the Buffs. I really don't have all that much I haven't said about this Arizona State game. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun seeing all these guys in Boulder for the last time, at least for Ken and probably for Jariah and a couple others. Um, Not senior night because that was saturday which is a weird thing but yeah i have a couple thoughts on the game i've uh got a whole bunch of thoughts on what the game means just in terms of the standings and yeah that's the plan for today should be pretty quick um and then i guess i might as well plug this other stuff so twelve i'll be recording the dmvr bets like early show um with Ryan, So tune in or check that out in your podcast feed. Uh, and then we'll be doing the live bet show at, I think, four today. So check that out, too. We'll be talking about the basketball game tonight, of course. And then DMVR Buffs post game, I think we'll be at the studio. There's like a weird time thing with the Nuggets guys, but that's the plan for today. Podcast, and then you guys can hear a little bit more buffs talk uh, at the uh, DMVR bets at four, and then the post game show after the game. There's a plan for the day, um, and before we jump into tonight's game, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Colorado XOs. So, Colorado XOs are not just a rugby team. Here in Glendale, Colorado, they're actually an undefeated rugby team here in Glendale, Colorado. Uh, they are one and zero after playing their first game ever, and that's pretty impressive because that was the first rugby game for a whole bunch of the players on the roster. Because what's happening here at Infinity Park in Glendale, the Rugby Town National Training Center is that the Colorado XOs are taking athletes from other sports, whether it's soccer or football or basketball or a whole bunch of others, and they're trying to teach them how to play rugby. So the fact that they won their first game is kind of impressive. The idea is that if things go well enough, some of those... Athletes are going to be competing on the U.S. national team, which also trains at that same place at Infinity Park in Glendale. It's a pretty cool idea. It's going well so far. And you can tune in to the DMVR Rugby podcast once a week to hear more about that or check out the DMVR.com for more details. Um, and of course, the DMVR Rugby account will keep you all up to date with all that. Uh, so make sure you're staying uh, tuned in to all that. Because there's some cool stuff happening. We're officially in rugby season, for those of you who didn't know. All right. Um, the basketball game tonight. So, let's just start with the implications. Um, It's pretty straightforward. If Colorado wins tonight, they'll be number three in the Pac-12 tournament. If they lose, they'll be number four. Um, the reason is that... Because Oregon won yesterday, Colorado can no longer pass Oregon. Um, USC is sitting at 14 and 5. UCLA is 13 and 5. Colorado is 13 and 6. They'd be 14 and 6 with a win. Um, And USC, UCLA, only game left is against each other on Saturday. So if USC wins that game, uh, then they would finish second. If UCLA wins that game, they would finish second. So it's just the winner of that will be basically Colorado's opponent in the in Colorado's second game of the tournament. A bye, another game, and then the which won't it be. It'd be the winner of those two teams. Now, that is making one assumption, and that assumption is this. That's that Oregon beats Oregon State on Sunday. Because if Oregon wins that game, which they absolutely should, then Oregon will win the Pac-12. If Oregon loses that game, then that's where things could change a little bit. And I'm pretty sure that would just mean that the winner of the USC-UCLA game is the winner of the Pac-12. Yeah, so I just double-checked and that's right. If Oregon wins, they win the Pac-12. Oregon loses, winner of USC-UCLA wins the Pac-12 Again, if Colorado wins, they're three. Colorado loses, they're four. Um, That is what's on the line. Um, Now, I want to tell you what I think would be best for Colorado. And what I think would be best is playing... Wow, actually now I'm kind of having a tough time. Um, here, here's what I'm torn between. So let's just say Colorado does win. They get that three seed. Then who do you want to play out of Oregon, UCLA and USC to me, very clearly USC because Colorado is two and zero against USC versus I think one and one against both those other teams, they just match up well. Um, so if Colorado wins tonight, then I would love to see USC, win, and then Oregon win. If that happens, Oregon's number one, USC's number two, Colorado's number three. And what would happen in the tournament is this. So, in the first round, um, top five seeds get a bye, of course, and then number six would play number 11 with the winner taking on number three in this scenario, that's Colorado. Um, Six and 11 right now are... Oregon State in six and Cal in 11. Now, Oregon State, let's see, let me double check this. So, Oregon State is currently 10 and nine, Stanford's 10 and 10. Those two teams are one and one against each other. Um, but if Oregon State loses to Oregon, then Oregon would finish first in the conference, which would mean that. Oregon State has a better record against Oregon than Stanford does, which is the second tiebreaker after head-to-head. So if there is a tie between Oregon State and Stanford, Oregon State would win that tie, which means that Oregon State is locked into number six. Unless Oregon State loses and then Arizona State beats Colorado tonight, and then beats Utah on Saturday. So that's the only way that things can get shaken up. So again, just to reiterate, if Colorado wins tonight, then basically everything except for Oregon, UCLA, and USC is set in stone. So if Colorado does win tonight, they would play the winner of Stanford and Cal in the second round of the tournament. And then they'd play the number two finisher, which would be Oregon if Oregon loses. And it would be the winner of USC UCLA if Oregon wins its final game. Um, so yeah, that's what you're looking at. And personally, I think that shapes up really well. First of all, you get to finish number three and still have a nice path. To the final, really, Um, you get to play the winner of Stanford and Cal. Again, Cal is the worst team in the conference, and sure, they beat you, but you should be just fine, in theory at least. And then you have Stanford, who obviously you beat twice, and that's a good matchup. And then, again, in the second round, you play whoever's number two. I would really hope that's USC. In the perfect world, to me, you want to push Arizona State, Um, UCLA, Oregon, those three to the other side of the bracket. You don't want to see them until uh, the uh, final. And if Colorado wins tonight, that would probably be accomplished. You just need USC to beat UCLA and Oregon to beat Oregon State. Um, If Colorado loses, that's where things get a lot more complicated. Um, Then you play the number five seed and... In this scenario, the five seed wouldn't get set because Arizona State would have a chance to beat Utah on Saturday and become number five. That doesn't sound like fun to me. Again, I, I still think Colorado is better than Arizona State. That team just feels like a total wild card because th- they have a few guys who can really go off, really put up a lot of points. And if two of them do that, you, you're probably in trouble. They haven't been able to put it together very often this season, but I'd much rather play a team that is sitting lower in the standings because they just aren't capable of more instead of a team like Arizona State that's lower in the standings because they just haven't been able to play good basketball or as good a basketball as you expect for them. And who knows? Maybe they have hit their ceiling and maybe they just don't have the pieces, but it sure doesn't feel that way after watching them play. Now, I'm not saying they should be like the best team in the Pac-12 or anything, but they're sitting here at seven and eight today. And in this scenario, I guess they'd have to get to nine and eight. But I still would say that in terms of nine and eight teams, Arizona State is one of the more dangerous nine and eight teams. Um, so what you want, if Colorado loses, I guess, is to play really either Oregon State or Stanford. Um, You don't feel too bad about either. I would still prefer Stanford gets the five seed. And for that to happen, you need an Arizona State loss. And no, I guess Stanford can't pass Oregon State. So you would not play Stanford if Colorado loses. It's either Oregon State or Arizona State. And that would only depend on whether Arizona State beats Utah. Um, Again, that's just not a fun first round ma- or I guess second round because you get the bye matchup. And then you play whoever winds up being number one in the second round. And to me, I mean, I think Oregon beats Oregon State. I don't want to play Oregon. That's probably the team that scares me the most in this conference. UCLA would have been if not for what happened last Saturday. So it's a big game tonight. And we took a little bit of time to get here. But basically, that's what you're looking at. You win. You get to play the winner of Stanford and Cal, and then the second round, I, I would say the most likely team you play is USC, followed by UCLA, and then followed by Oregon, and that's the order you want in that second round. And then you just play whoever's left on the other side, whether that's Oregon, whether that's UCLA, or whether a team like Arizona State does make a run. Um, I just feel a lot more confident in that world. Um, again, if they lose... You're, I mean, you're not out of it. I mean, there's a chance that you still get USC in the second round. Um, I think that that's unlikely, but you could you could find things that you like. Um, Big game tonight, though, and that sums it up. Uh, Also, if you guys are not a fan of the Pac-12 Network, there are three games that are not going to be broadcast in the Pac-12 network in this entire tournament, and they will all be on ESPN. And those games are the first game that the number three seed plays, uh, the semifinal that in theory is between the number two and number three seed, and then the uh, final for the whole tournament. So the number three seed would have a path on straight up ESPN all the way through, as well as like everything else we're talking about. And if not, they're playing games on the Pac-12 network. Um, Also, I've never finished top four in the conference. Number three would be a great finish. Um, Yeah, and so I think that that pretty much sums up everything that I wanted to sum up. As of right now, 8, 9, 10, 11, those are all locked up. That's Utah, Washington State, Washington Cal. If Colorado wins tonight, then Three is Colorado, five is Oregon State, six is Stanford, seven is Arizona State, and one, two, and four would be decided by the Oregon-Oregon State and USC-UCLA games this weekend. Um, could be a big day. And if that doesn't happen, then there's five spots decided. The only new one we learned is Colorado number four. Uh, could be a big day in the Pac-12. Um, and, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. So um, the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale is to die for. It may not be football season anymore, but it is still a really good beer, uh, and I really recommend it. I've honestly been missing it a little bit because we drank so much of it on the tailgate. And, you know, I, I don't really, like, miss beers very often because, to be honest, like, again, I've said this plenty of times. I'm not a huge beer guy. Like, I don't know all the, like, what's a hop, you know, for example. Um, but I do know that that's a beer that just reminds me of football season. And with football right around the corner, I think, what, we've got the start of spring football should be in, like, two, three weeks or so. Why not pretend it's football season? Drink a Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale because you won't regret it. Uh, If you want to pick that up or the new seltzers or just about anything else from Breckenridge Brewery, use the beer locator on their website. It'll tell you exactly how to do exactly that. Uh, Yeah. Also, want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They do great work. They'll make sure that your teeth are... In the best possible shape. Uh, it's a family-owned dentistry conveniently located just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver in Lakewood. And, you know, there's, there's really no reason not to support them. They're, they're huge Colorado sports fans. They do incredible work. They're very friendly out there. Um, and if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam from Green Mountain Dental Group, then you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great deal. I know Allie's been out there. Uh, Lindsey, they both got their wisdom teeth out. It's. They've said that it's the best experience they've had with a, a dentist. So why not take their word for it and check out Green Mountain Dental Group? All right. Um, before we get out of here, I have a couple thoughts on the game tonight. Um, like I said... Nothing all that revolutionary. I feel like we've kind of covered all this stuff. You know, it's it's one more game for Kin and everybody in Boulder. To me, it seems like a pretty good formula for a, a great night. Um, Kin was not going to be denied on senior night, and I f- just feel like the exact same thing is going to be true tonight. Um, Remy Martin's going to be guarding him. I think that might even kick things up another notch. I just I, I have a lot of faith in this basketball team to go out there and play good basketball because I mean as we talked about at length not only is the number three seed a, a better result on the season than the number four it also does mean this year that you're going to get better matchups or at least the odds are you're going to get better matchups um, at the very least y- you know that you get to play um what Stanford and or Stanford or Cal in that first round. That's a good place to be. That's a really good place to be. Um I hope that this isn't one of the inexplicable just the team doesn't show up games. Um I'm not going to lie, like that thought does at least to me kind of always hover around at this point just because of what we've seen. I want to get rid of it and honestly, like the the buff supply probably played well enough for me to not be thinking about that, but I don't know. You just can't get rid of it. Maybe that's just what happens when you lose games to the two worst teams in the conference. Um, All that said, though, uh, there just isn't much of a reason to think that tonight would be one of those nights. Like, when Kin wants to play well, when Kin's locked in, things go really well for him. Um, I I expect this to be another game that, you know, maybe it is kind of close. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's basically go to kin when you need to and try to figure things out in the other times, you know, start things off, get him a couple buckets early. And then kind of, you know, if, if you're winning, if you're up five points, you let somebody else take over and just let kin rest as much as he can. Um, or I don't even know that it's a strategy they employ as much as it's just something that happens. You know, it's a senior point guard who has a feel for when it's time for him to make sure they go get a bucket. And, because you have that, I think that maybe sometimes there's a little bit too much of a reliance on it. Just knowing that in your back pocket you have a really good option. Um, and it can mean that you don't use it as much as you necessarily should. Just because you, you want to have the comfort of knowing that that's right there. Um, if that made any sense. Uh, I, I do think that Ken didn't necessarily play that way Saturday. He, he was very aggressive. It wasn't just oh, no, they, we've given up a couple baskets, better get an answer right here. Or, oh, the 12-point the lead has turned into a five-point lead, somebody go get a bucket to, to extend that out again. You know, I, I, he really was, just on every possession, a, attacking. And I think that that's part of the reason why Colorado was at its very best, because that is what you need to do. And you talk about it when you talk about NBA basketball all the time, you know. It's always during the season, okay, this works now, this works now, but is it really going to happen when the other team is focused, you know? Um, The Nuggets, for example, they have the Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic pick-and-roll. It's basically unstoppable. It's how they made it so far in the playoffs last year because they basically, whenever they needed to, went to it. And in the playoffs, basically every possession you need to. And so it was just the entire game, entire series, that the Nuggets are just running exactly that. And it doesn't seem like that happens quite so much in college basketball, um, and maybe it's just not so obvious because there isn't, you know, it's not structured in series. You don't watch the same thing happen over and over again. Um, there's no like feeling out process where the first game, game and a half, it's like, okay, what do we have that is our absolute best thing on offense, and is it so good that we can just run it over and over again? And and I think that with Kin, because maybe there is a little bit to the matchup um, you know it, it his style of play doesn't work quite as well against zone um, if, if he goes up against somebody who is a really good defender of point guards then who knows maybe he does get slowed down but when push comes to shove which is like right now and and certainly next week and the week after I do think that you just go to what works the absolute best and you do it repeatedly and you make the defense stop you. And that's basically what Kin did on Saturday. And I hope that it's what we see from him tonight. Um, It does open the door to him not playing well and you lose the game. You know, you win by your best player, you lose by your best player. If you kind of just go with that superstar ball, put the ball in Kin's hands always and good things will happen. And, but you know, he's a point guard. And so, first of all, you get away with that a little bit more than you would at other positions. But it just goes so well that I do think that we're just going to keep seeing more and more of Kin as, I don't know, as, as they try to keep playing games because that's basically where they're at right now. I guess not this time, but your future depends on you winning each game after tonight, and I would love to see them stay locked in like they were Saturday, keep running that same style of play, um, keep feeding Kin, let him do the majority of the work, and then defend really well. And, and that's been a formula that has worked well for Colorado, um, except for, you know, they lost Alfonso Plummer for an eight minute stretch. They lost uh, Matt Bradley for large stretches of that Cal game. I guess Washington. I don't remember just one player dominating them, but it was that zone defense, which we talked about before. Right. That. Yeah, that was a big part of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Here we are, I guess is what I'm saying. It's it's kind of Ken's time to, to do or die. And against UCLA, he did. And you'd have to think against Arizona State, Remy Martin, he'll be just fine doing it again. But that's why you play the games. Again, I feel comfortable. I'd be lying if I said there aren't just little reminders throughout the day of... The bad losses that happened this season, I will say that I haven't thought about last season at all that that five game losing streak that we all hear about. I think that there was about a 50 50 chance that at the end of the season that would be true. And I'm taking that as a win. Things have just gone so well these last couple of weeks in a way that they didn't before the team is peaking at the right time this year, which is what college basketball is all about. Now it's just making sure that you're still peaking. Just keep doing what you've been doing and good things are going to happen. Um, that's my thought. Um, it's not going to take Colorado's best shot to bring down Arizona state tonight. That doesn't mean you can't lose or that you should justify not giving your best shot, but that's how I see this game. Um, yeah, it's a big one. Could could decide your first round matchup, um, and again, if if Colorado loses, eight through eleven solidified. Colorado at four solidified. Everything else up in the air, and don't don't love that. You know, there's there's a way that it breaks, where I guess you you definitely cannot get Stanford but you could get Oregon State in the first round or Arizona State instead of um, the the winner of Stanford-Cal. I'd rather take the winner of Stanford-Cal, though, by a mile. And then what that does to you the rest of the way, you know, I just don't like it quite so much. Um, yeah, that's a... Uh, basically it a little bit shorter podcast um we'll be on the dmvr buffs post game tonight though so stay tuned for that we'll be ready to tell you all about all sorts of stuff um and if you miss that for whatever reason we'll be back with another dmvr buffs podcast to wrap up the week tomorrow i'm excited about that and i'll see you guys tonight
0: i think they like my colorado swag when i play My colorado sway, my colorado Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my colorado sway. My colorado sway, my colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my colorado sway. My colorado sway. Competing, past competition, see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army, with soldiers like the Navy, yeah. and voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swaggering as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you're afraid uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit, ya, hit ya. Hey. 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 You on your own now? Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we. Playin' with you, can get it anytime. Yeah. It start at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. Yeah. My Colorado swag, get in the middle of the ring. ring. throwing <laughs> blows, knocking down team at the I team. Think they like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holler, get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Square, my Colorado Square. way I think they like my Colorado swag, cause when a minute play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when a minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a boss bring my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway.